Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Exploring Faith, the podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are streamed live at 10.15 every Sunday on both Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. In the scripture reading from Matthew, Jesus in the story of ten virgins was talking about being prepared for his return to his disciples after they had asked him, what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? In Matthew 24, verse 3. He was trying to ensure that the disciples would be prepared. The only one who knows when Jesus is to return is God the Father. Jesus didn't know, and we certainly don't know. But he didn't want his disciples to be found napping when he returned, like the five foolish girls in the scripture. And he doesn't want us napping either. He wants us to be ready. Some people have been on holiday. One or two people have been commenting this morning from their holiday, and we really do hope you're having a lovely time. Um, And you're on holiday at the moment. If you've been or are on holiday, this will be easier for you to think about. But just for a moment, imagine that you're going on holiday. What would you need to do beforehand? You'd need to book it, wouldn't you? You'd need to pack. Hopefully, you'd need sun cream. So you'd need to buy some sun cream. You'd need to buy a good book if that's what you like to do when you're away on holiday. You'd need to investigate the area on the internet to find out where you're going to. Or if you're my mother-in-law, you write to the local tourist information center and wait for them to send you the brochures through. You check the car over because most of us will use the car to at least get to part of our holiday. Those of us that are going abroad need to pack the passport. It might be an idea to tell the boss. You need to cancel the paper delivery should you be still getting your newspapers delivered. For those of us with dogs, you need to book the dog in the kennel. In these days, if you're going abroad, you might just want to check how COVID-19 is looking in those places so you don't get caught out and put into quarantine when you come back. All these things that we have to think about, and I'm sure there are many others. These things, for most, don't just happen. They take preparation over some weeks or even months. In June, it was supposed to have been our son and future daughter-in-law's wedding. Unfortunately, the wedding had to be postponed, like many others, because of the coronavirus restrictions. But up until that point, there had been much preparation that had taken place. And then it became clear that the wedding would not be able to go ahead. Those preparations still go on in readiness for a date that's been fixed for next year, and we look forward to that. You know, in these times, we've noticed how much more preparation it takes for worship. It normally takes a long time anyway, but in these days, it takes even longer to prepare. And you saw the effect of what could happen if we hadn't prepared um, at the start of our meeting. Last year, Lorna had a special birthday. Those of you that were in the meeting that day may remember that I surprised her at the end of the meeting, gave her an envelope, and she opened it um, to find out what was going to be happening. Well, at least what was happening the next day. She didn't find out about the rest of the week until those things were happening. But the preparations that had to be made for all those surprises that Lorna experienced that week took so much planning and organizing. So everything was ready, organized, and prepared in time for the big day. Dare I ask this morning, 
Has anybody finished their Christmas shopping? If you have, is there anybody there? I'm not even going to look at my phone to find out the answer to this. Is there anybody there that's got their Christmas presents all wrapped? Or maybe even their Christmas cards written? There are people like that. I'm a Christmas Eve shopper. It is easier to prepare for something when we know exactly when it's due. Deadline focuses the mind, I believe. We know when we book a holiday the date we have chosen so we can make our plans. I know when it's Lorna's birthday. My son and his fiancée knew when the original date of their wedding was and were working towards it. We know the date of Christmas. But what about the time when Jesus comes back? As we've said, we don't know when that will be. But he still urges us to be prepared, to be on alert like the guard dog that we saw on the screen a few moments ago. You know, Jesus' return is like being told that there's an important exam or test coming up. But your teacher has not told you when it is going to happen. Just that at some point, you will have a test. What would you do? Well, I'm hoping that we've got three people that, would that are going to tell us what they would do just now. Just, just being told there's a test coming up. It can't be tomorrow. There's too much to learn. It won't be next week because the teacher's away. But maybe it'll be next month. I'll do some work for next month. Hi. I've been told that there's a test coming up. It'll probably be tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, I'd better get on with revising. Then at least, if it's later in the week, I won't be a complete idiot. Good morning. I've made a list of all the things I need to learn. And I'm going to do a bit each day. And I've made a chart to help me so I can tick off a bit each day. Test? What test? You didn't tell us yesterday there were going to be a test today. A test? Hang on. Oh, I did learn something a while ago. But I can't remember what it was, though. Good thing I had that chart. I hope the test isn't too hard. Be prepared. Or Jesus' return, because one day Jesus will come back. Just been told there's a test Don't coming up. Say, it no can't one be tomorrow. told me it's about that. Or somebody mentioned something a while back. Be prepared. We should be prepared and alert, like the doctor, the guard dog, the, the athlete, or the scout. Jesus does not want us to be taken by surprise and frightened. Although the actual events of the return sound frightening, trumpet blasts, shouts of command. As Christians, we have nothing to fear. Paul told the Thessalonians in his letter to encourage each other because of the promised return of Jesus. Paul wanted them to be sure of what they believed and to know Jesus and to have faith in Jesus. The return of Jesus will be a wonderful event for us because then we will be with the Lord forever. And Peter, in his writings, in verse 7 of chapter 4 of his first letter, writes, The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Peter here is using 
the words alert and sober. And he's trying to get us to understand that we, in our minds, have to understand that which we are taught about. And where we're taught about the saving nature of God. And for us as individuals to know what it is to believe, to have accepted it for ourselves, to be clear in our own understanding of what we believe, and to be ready for Christ's return. Now, I have never been drunk. But I have been with work colleagues on occasions in the past where they have been, shall we say, a little worse for wear. These normally clear, articulate, decisive people suddenly become unclear with what is going on around them. They seem to lack control. They certainly can't walk in a straight line and are far from alert. I remember one occasion when the company I worked for was nominated for a national award and I, along with the other managers from the company and the company directors, went to the awards dinner. The award that we were nominated for, we actually won. Much celebrating was done that night and into the early hours. The following morning, at breakfast, my managing director came to me and asked me a question. Did I behave last night, he said. I didn't do anything stupid, did I? He hadn't. But how sad that he was not alert and sober enough of mind to know what he had or hadn't done. When Christ comes or calls, are you going to be ready, not having to ask those around you if what is going on, but knowing through your living and your beliefs and your faith in Jesus Christ that when he comes or calls, that you are prepared for that moment? Our Salvation Army doctrines make it quite clear what we believe in the Salvation Army. And our final doctrine says we believe in the immortality of the soul, in the resurrection of the body, in the general judgment at the end of the world, in the eternal happiness of the righteous and in the endless punishment of the wicked. You know, some would see those words as harsh words to publish as part of our belief structure. But as we've heard through scripture this morning, they're biblically sound. We believe in the eternal happiness of those who have been made right with God and in the endless punishment of those who, through their own free will, have rejected the message of the gospel. So as we conclude our worship this morning, I have just three questions for you to ponder. Are you personally prepared for the wonderful event of Jesus' return? Are you prepared by Trusting God and living a godly life? Are you preparing through the way that you live that godly life here on this earth as part of his kingdom on earth to be with him forever? As we consider these words, we're going to listen to a piece of music with some words by William Hastings, words of assurance and reassurance. And the words say, as the night closed in, and I cried alone, trying hard to make some sense of who I was, when friends could not understand, Jesus said, 
take my hand when my life seemed low and my strength had gone or my hopes found nothing more than shattered dreams. I had lost the faith to start again. When doubt had walked beside me, Jesus came close to me every moment of my life. I feel his presence guarding me as shadows turn to night. Close to me, every second he is there. I know I'm in his care. Such love beyond compare. My heart is his. I need him close to me. He is my joy, my life, my all. He answers when I call. My heart is his. I know he's close to me. Is he your life, your joy, your all? If in your mind you've just said no, and you're unsure how to make him your life, your joy, and your all, while Paul in Romans 10 verse 9 says this, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved.